Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Hot Boys Podcast with Alex DeLeo and... I'm Garrett Dethridge, and today our guest is uh, Isabella Dethridge. Isabella, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Isabella. I'm a NCNL High School former Jet. I graduated in 2016. Um, I played on the volleyball, varsity volleyball, varsity soccer, and varsity softball teams at NCNL. And then I went on to play um, softball and volleyball in college at Pomona College down in Southern California. I'm really happy to be here with you guys today. Yeah, it's a pleasure having you. Um, do you think you could, uh, explain to us a little bit about your experience as an athlete at NCNL? Sure, yeah. Um, I first came in freshman year wanting to be on the volleyball team. I went to all the summer workouts and I was really excited, made the varsity team and and then being on the varsity teams for all those sports, for softball and soccer and volleyball, was really fun because I got to be, like, cool with some of the older kids at school. So that was sort of, like, really fun um, to be, like, really competitive at the varsity level. And then also to, like, be – I definitely felt like I was, like, at the center of, like, my community um, at NCNL because of sports. So that's definitely an experience that I'm super grateful for to this day. Um, let's see, I was player of the year two years for volleyball, and I was first team all league and second team all league in softball. We went to the NCS tournament while I was there for softball, which uh, was a really big deal at the time. Um, we were the number one seed, so. Wow, all around stud, all yeah, around stud. Yeah, it was, it was a really fun time. Seems like I got a lot of experiences, uh, especially at the higher levels. Um, what were one of the struggles of, like, advancing through the levels of, like, your sports, like, throughout college and all that? Like, what, were the, what was, like, the struggles? Advancing through, like, what levels are you talking about? Like, high school, like, varsity, and then oh, like, jump, jumping to college. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. How, how was it? Um, I would say if I had just played high school sports, it it would have been a lot harder because the level of play between... Uh, high school sports and college sports is uh, really different. So really a lot of my like experience that helped me in college was actually from travel ball and, and club sports outside of school sports. Um, like it's just, it's more competitive. Um, it's less about, you know, playing time and more about winning than, than high school sports are. Uh, so that like high school sports were competitive and fun, but it was like, what I got out of that was more, like, being part of my community, um, rather than club sports was more of, like, the competition and, and, like, developing myself as an athlete, which that's sort of what translated, they both sort of actually translated into college, because in college, you're part of, it's, like, that, my experience as a college athlete is, like, what made me, helped me, like, have an identity in college, when it's, like, everybody's new, and no one knows each other, and you're in this new chapter of your life, so, that part of it really came through for me in college and then the like club sports and the competition um and skill that I developed from that like translated into the part of college where I needed to like rise to the occasion as a freshman and be a leader on my teams yeah that makes sense um so what do you know about title nine and if you do know about it are do you think sports are coherent to it um so they, they kind of talked to us a little bit about Title IX in high school and college, but to be honest, I kind of wish that they, like, did more of, like, a formal education for 
not even just women's sports, but all athletes about like what Title IX is and, um, you know, the different things that come with it. Um, Because I think it's really important that athletes, like I I know that like NCAA, like all the officials and stuff are supposed to be on top of it and know that and be in compliance with it. But I wish that they would inform athletes themselves more about it. Um, But from what I do know about it, it's about equal opportunity for women in sports. Um, And the most like common times that I heard about Title IX was actually in high school when I was going through the recruiting process. Um, they would talk a lot about like, like uh, for every like male scholarship that they give out, a school they need to also provide like a, a woman scholarship um, for a woman athlete. And so like, for example, I know some schools have like women's volleyball or women's lacrosse and they don't have those teams for men. and one of the things I talk about is because football is so big yeah. that um, because it's such a big team and women don't really have an equivalent like for that size of a team, yeah. that's why a lot of schools they'll have like women's volleyball, <clears throat> women's lacrosse, but they won't have a men's team. And sometimes some of the men at school are like, well, why do we have a women's team and not a men's team? And it's because like it goes by number of actual players, not number of teams. Yeah. Um, do you think, um, sorry to interrupt you. No, that's do, fine. Do you think the recruiting process for women is harder than uh, it is for men? Ooh, like, that's a good question. Because you're a person who's played travel ball yeah. and like you, know the, like you know the steps to it. Like, what do you think of it? That's a good question. I feel like I did not live or like was close with like someone that did live the like men's sports yeah. version of that enough to be able to do like a direct comparison. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, um, I just know from, you know, my brother doing some of these football camps and it's like, I I guess I can kind of just speak it. I think it more has to do with like the sports, like, like football recruiting. It's like these massive, like showcases and events and there's like five-star recruits. And like, I remember in high school, like these football players in our league, like that would get all these offers, like this one guy from O'Dowd, like, mm. his picking which school he was going to commit to was, like, televised. Yeah. And there were other, there were girls, you know, that played, not many in our league, but there were a couple that played, like, softball that were committing to, like, Pac-12s, like, same tier level schools as these football players. But yeah. it was, like, because it was football, it's, like, there's just a lot more of attention um, yeah. put onto it. Um, and so that was definitely something I always noticed. And even, yeah, so I, I don't know if it has to do so much as, like, girls have it hard, like maybe a harder recruiting process than guys do. I just think like there's more like resources and like uh, attention and hype yeah. around men's sports and from a young age, like even in high school about like where are they going to go to college and stuff oh, yeah. um, than, than women. Oh, like guys all around like Mike Williams and like LeBron James son, like they already have the exposure as it is. Just yeah, like, no, exactly. Like, yeah. And, and I, and I, I'm not, I know you guys, maybe you might go into this later on in the interview, but like, I remember when LeBron's son was, you know, like Sierra Canyon is getting really big oh, yeah, and like, yeah. people are posting all the time, like sports centers, like always posting about Sierra Canyon and LeBron James kid. And it's just like, one thing that my teammates and I actually talked about was like, if you scroll through sports center right now, like you'll maybe see one post about a woman athlete like and it's because like some big actual like big event is going on like the college world series or like uh, like wimbledon or yeah. something yeah. Um, yeah but they're not regularly posting about women athletes at all yeah 
and there'll be like five posts during basketball season of LeBron James kid and his high school team. So it's like, it was just really frustrating. Like my teammates and I would talk about like these, this high school team, like, although they're good, like these high school kids are getting way more attention and hype and like airtime with social media and stuff than like women like Olympians that are really like, you know, put all these years and and dedicate all this time and, and are really amazing in their sport. But then, like, this 16-year-old um, yeah. high school team, like, gets to have way more attention than them. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think it's just, that just goes to show about, like, the hype, I guess, around men's sports is super obviously, like, different yeah. um, than, than women's sports. I think jumping on to our next topic, this goes into a while. Um, how would you feel about playing against a trans athlete? I think that, like, I- I've heard some of the arguments being talked about, like, in support and against yeah. that and I think the the biggest argument against it is about the different the advantages of like size difference and I think that like there's big women and there's small women yeah. too you know like if you were just, just if your argument against it is only about like size and advantage then it's like you would it, then it would have nothing to do with gender and like some girl who's five one would say that oh I can't play with this girl that's six two because she has this physical advantage over me yeah. you know like you don't hear that argument <clears throat> going around so I just think that it's if it was really about the size advantage then it would be about the the conversation would be about like like splitting up sports by like size classes or something rather than by gender so. I guess to answer your question directly, I think that trans people should be able to play for the teams of the gender that they identify with and that the argument against them about um, being able to do it, about like their size advantage or something doesn't hold up because everybody's a different size regardless of your of your gender and there's there's advantages or disadvantages physically within genders. So, yeah, yeah. I get it. Um, speaking of gender, how do you feel about the wage gap between men and women? And although these men are these high paid athletes, you have these women, you have Serena Williams and one other tennis player getting paid a bunch and then the rest of them, not even close to what men athletes are being paid. How do you feel about that? So I think that there's two schools of thought around this. One thing that comes up a lot is, well, men, sorry, men's sports is where the money's at so that's why they're paid more right mm-hmm. drink some water i'm choking <coughs> yeah but anyways it's because it's because men's sports like are the ones that bring in the most revenue so that's why they're paid the most or whatever um and if we're gonna go with that argument then i i do like from a like financial point of view i like, I get that, but then what's going to bring in more revenue is going to be, like, a cultural shift in how we value women's sports. Like, if people valued women's sports more, they would be tuning into the games more. They would be attending the games more. And so I think that that, you know, brings the question of, like, as a society, we need to look at our own biases and be like, you know, if, if the women's sports had the interest from the public then they would be bring, generating more run, revenue. And then the flip side of that is like, then you can even say, well, 
like the role that social media plays in that. Yeah, like, I was gonna I was gonna ask about. Do you think it gets promoted differently? Hundred percent, it gets it absolutely gets promoted differently. Like if there was the same hype on social media, like that would bring more interest in, of people like watching the women's sports, which would then make more revenue, which would help them be paid more. And and like and I I think that like social the media does play a big role. For example, like softball's aired on ESPN like one time a year when the College World Series is on. Yeah. But when it is, and it's actually, like, on in, like, the gym and, like, common areas and stuff, um, I know a lot of men, like, watch it and, like, appreciate it. And I, so I, it's I like, just, personally, I like watching women's softball. Yeah. I really so just, I don't think that it's, like, they they already, like, know what it's about and don't like it. But it's, like, they're, they don't know what they're missing out on. And if social – and, like, the media, if they, like, yeah. have it, you know, being broadcasted out more and exposes more people to it to appreciate it. But then the so then that's that's about the revenue thing. But then I also think that the other side of that is like you look at the US women's national team, the soccer team. Yeah. Their their like revenue that they generate and the interest that they generate is way, way more than the men's team, the US men's team. Yeah. And the men's team is paid way more than they are. So that argument, like, it makes me question, like, is that argument real or is that like a cop out? You know, like yeah. Like if if women did make more like generate more revenue than men's teams, would it still be the same? And if you look at the the soccer situation, like the soccer comparison or example, then yeah, that's exactly what's happening, and that's wrong. Like, you know, so it's like at least be consistent with like the reasoning behind it. Um, otherwise, it seems like it's just gender bias to me. And just one thing to say about, I know Alex, you mentioned social media. Yeah. When they do post, what I really noticed, I, I hadn't really thought about the difference in, like, gender on social media or how it, like, how I, it impacted me on a personal level until, I think it was maybe last year, um, I was watching the College World Series, and, um, like, so Sports Center was actually posting about women, but if you look at the one post about a woman athlete on Sports Center, and if you look at the comments, which I had never done before, every like, it's like ten to one ratio of like comments that are so so sexist, like really really bad. Like, get back in the kitchen. That like that uniform that's, doesn't look like an apron. That's terrible. Like she like that's terrible. Like oh, I was hitting uh home runs out of like a. 200 foot fence like when I was in little league like not understanding how the like different sports compare to each yeah. other and so and it actually like made me cry and and I was kind of shocked by like you grow up and always know about it like the yeah. differences and you notice it obviously but you don't really take the time to realize how much it it like personally impacts you and um reading through these comments of like the MVP that year who's like amazing like best player yeah college player like so so talented and just being like completely shit on and really sexist yeah like t- literally it was like 10 to 1 for every 10 for every one good com- comment of like that's awesome like she's really good blah 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 there was 10 just it wasn't even like like subtle like just overtly sexist comments uh like it made it feel like she she wasn't as good as like a regular like yeah. high school boy player or something which is which is just crazy, so... Yeah, it's sad to hear that. Um, yeah. So based on that, how would you feel if a sport like basketball turned their, turned their sport into a co-ed and made it just one big league with men and women? 
and they had it like baseball where there were minor leagues, so the best play at the top. How would you feel about that? I mean, I think that that would be like if you're looking for like what's most equitable, if you're going to split it by like skill and talent, regardless of gender or whatever, or biological sex or whatever, um, then that would be like the most equitable. They're not going to treat like there's no other teams to treat differently than, than each other. Um, but I think that, I think you just have to think about this the society that we're in right now. Like it would never happen. Like it just like, like, would it be a good idea? Would it be most equitable? Yes. But it's like, there are going to be so many people that don't think that it's worth the time and money to do it. The ratings would go down. It's no longer like a credible sport because women are part of it now. Like, I think we just, it's like, a, it's a good thought sort of experiment to sort of think about like, how society would respond to yeah. to that type of move being made. So how do you think... Uh, and the thing is about that, though, is just really quickly, like, from being a college athlete, a lot of the people that, like, are the most, um, like, supportive of women athletes are male athletes. Like, I've noticed that in my own experience from watching professionals um, and how their relationships are with each other, like, I guarantee you a lot of those NBA players would be, like, championing that effort and, like, really supporting the WNBA players and, like, combining based on, like, skill and talent. Like, they're the ones that, like, respect, in my own experience and seeing that, like, respect women athletes the most because they understand that, um, the skill that it takes to go into it. So I think that's definitely something interesting to note, that it's, like, a lot of it comes from an outside perception of, like, people that aren't competitive athletes themselves and are, like, projecting that on what they think it should be like. And the, the best players in the world are the ones that, like, in the higher like, more competitive ones and more skilled ones are the ones that, like, do respect and value women's sports, like, as much as their own. Yeah. Which is cool. Okay. So, what I was going to say was, do you feel like if that was a thing with conjoined genders playing one sport all together, do you think that social media would cover it differently? Like, have more women involved in social media? Or do you think it would be the same as what you think now? Um, well, the same as what, right? Because the you're same com- as right now, how it's but like, like the same women, for women? Would women, it like would it be covered the same as women's are covered now, or would it be? Do you covered think there would the be same? a change in how women are covered, basically, if oh. the sports were like, like if they were together? Yeah, I think they. I think women would get more like publicity. They would definitely get more publicity. Mm-hmm. I think you. Yeah, I think they'd get more publicity. I just think you'd have to like think about. I mean, like, any, anything institutional change, like, you're going to have to think about the structural problems. Like, so, like, if you're on the same team as LeBron James, are you really going to get shouted out? <laughs> are you, like, are, like women could be on the same team, and the team could get a lot of publicity, but I'm talking about how many of the individual athletes, like, the coverage of individual athletes, I don't know if that would change that much. But, like, because they're now a part of, like, LeBron, G- LeBron James's team then their team is going to get a lot more publicity than they would have if they were in the WNBA only. But as an individual athlete, are they going to get more, you know, social media attention? I don't know. I'd be skeptical. I'm not sure. But I wouldn't say for sure, like, oh, yeah, it would be completely different. Um, You know, then you think about, okay, they're on the same team. What about playing time? Like, is playing time going to be, like, 
really split up by uh like how good they are or is there going to be some bias in there where like you're going to have like all the men that are like the starting five and then all the women on the team are on the bench yeah. so i think that there's a lot of other factors that would play into play into yeah. that it's definitely could go a lot of ways yeah And that'll be all for thank you for tuning into the Hot Boys podcast with Alex Leo, Garrett Dethridge, and our special guest, Bella Dethridge.